welcome to Blaze Body. It is Monday, the fourth of September. After my name is Ben, and uh, after Hal joined me last week, very pleased to have Roy Andrew back from his holiday. How you doing, mate? I'm good. We're all all's well in the world. Thanks to Hal for filling in, but now it's back to me mispronouncing names and interrupting you too much <laughs> yeah somebody uh somebody d- described your contributions as interruptive something didn't they recently yeah uh, and rightly so as well but i thought hal did a great job last week really enjoyed listening to it it's been some good content actually so obviously i've been on holiday but i managed to get in all four blades and tufty club red half all of them um so i'm not I've been on to watch any vlogs and stuff. So the, as you know, I went to file in the internet over there. Is it's like it's sixteen forty three, but there's just no. You can't. You know, I can't play videos. Can't do anything. But I managed to find a pub where I could download some podcasts. So it kept me going. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea. You have to go to the pub to use the internet. When we say I ain't like deadline day, I, oh, I have yeah. talked to on pretty much in the background all day because it's so weird, like intimate with the internet. Um, just waiting to see, like, if we'd signed anyone. And he goes, oh, oh, McAtee signed it. Right, I'm going to try and get some views from Seto. Just off to the pub. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like Brad Pitt in the big short going to the pub to uh, <laughs> unload all his stock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just every now and again, I'm just, right, got to go to the pub now to, uh, yeah, to do some work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're back. You you obviously, you, you saw the Man City game, uh, and Hal did a fantastic job uh, helping me talk about that one last week. Uh, we're talking about Everton today. Um, first of all, two signings happened in the interim, uh, as, yeah. you, as you probably heard heard me say on the last one. Um, I didn't want us to sign like almost waste resource on another left wing back, but then one promptly yeah. arrived the next day. Uh, Luke yeah. Thomas on loan from Leicester. What's uh, anything? Anything you want to say about that? I think he automatically probably goes in around most trustworthy left back just by, by the fact that he's played at this level before. Obviously. Mm. Matt Slower struggled in the early games. He were playing through an injury, in, by, by the sounds of it, in fairness. Uh, LaRouche, I don't think he's been as bad as some people say, but I think he's raw, and I think he's you know trying to learn in a new league, in a new country, and it's difficult for him. Mm. Um, so I think, I mean, I did want to sign a left-wing by that, as I mentioned the, the the week before, I think I said it. Um, but I heard John on Four Blades say, um, you know, he didn't think we should sign one either, but I just think that we... I mean, obviously, LaRouche went off injured as well, so yeah, he obviously got struck with the curse as well of the left-wing-back role. But as soon as Osborne went off on Sunday against Man City, I was thinking, we're really short there now. I know you can put Robinson there or Trusty, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with Thomas. It's just a shame that it's come at the expense of another forward player because I do think... We absolutely need another striker. Yeah, maybe we should just stop playing left wing backs as they all get injured. Yeah, we just do a unique formation where we play two right wing backs or something. I mean, mean, some people. There's a lot of talk going around, isn't there, about like going to four at the back? Um, And I think you could possibly get probably get away with Robinson or Trusty as a left back, Mm. but a wing back it's a it's a demanding and it's an important role. And I I didn't like the idea of just having Larucci there all. Well, for the first half of the season or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. It was, I guess, from my point of view, it was more like a sort of um, uh, resource management or opportunity cost, if you like. Because I, mm. I don't know, I, I transfer the, the the process of us signing a player seems a bit more convoluted and slow than some other teams. <laughs> like looking, you know, looking from the outside looking in on all those other teams. And so I'm thinking, like, if we're going to, you know, spend time trying to bring in yet another left wing back, then is that going to compromise us elsewhere? It's not. It's not great that we've had to 
burn another domestic loan on a you know fourth choice wing back from the championship either but I guess we didn't use that anywhere else. We didn't look like we were going to use that anywhere else, so I suppose it don't really matter. Yeah, they weren't really more... I mean, uh, Pellestrini, is he called? Man United, he'd never end up going anywhere. Um, the, the other people, you know, the other strikers that were linked with Josh King, we could have still got him, really, you know, because that was overseas, follow, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so I don't think it really... It didn't look like it actually affected that much in the end, which I'm disappointed about. I, I know there's some talk of free agents and stuff. I don't know if that's ever happened, really, over <laughs> the Martin Craney coming in. I don't know. I can't... Not think maybe level, Jack surely. No, Jack Rodwell, were he, did he come in after the window? I'm not sure. Um, but they never normally work out anyway. Um, so I think we are going to probably go with what we've got. And I do worry because I think, and I never would have thought we'd be saying this two, two years ago, I think McBurn is arguably the most important player in the team right now. So I've literally written an article to that effect for the BBC website. Today. Beautiful. Yeah, Beautiful. Great, great work. Yeah, hacking my computer again and watching me <laughs> watching me type. Um, yeah, Luke Thomas, you know, just a quick word about him. He's obviously uh, he's out of contract at the end of this season, I believe, isn't he? So we're, we're yeah. getting a good look at him and then you'd think there's a there's an opportunity to sign him permanently if we want to. Still young, still only 22 years old. He I think he made his debut in the COVID season, right? Against us, if I remember rightly. That's right. That's correct, yeah. And then he got the, the one the FA Cup. The end of mm-hmm. that, yeah, with the end of that season, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Just judging by what the Leicester fans say, and you can't always tell them the view from and stuff, but I thought it was a good view from. And I think I thought the Cameron Archer one was good as well, because it wasn't wall-to-wall praise, but they were quite in-depth about what kind of a player that they it sort of... I learnt a bit rather than just who's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think the thing with Thomas is he's far better defensively than he is going forward. Um, they think he lacks a lot going forward and he is a little bit weak and a bit slight. But they also think that he's probably not been helped by how quickly Leicester have regressed. He's a young lad coming to the team, won the FA Cup. It challenges for the Champions League. Two seasons later, they're in the Championship. So we've seen that with players. Paul Coots is always one I think of that did was Paul Coops always good, but he just got caught up in how bad we were. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah, he's um he certainly profiles as more of a defensive wing back, don't he? Like his mm-hmm. his talents are defensive. Although if you flick back uh let's see, what is this? Twenty one twenty two. So that is the that's the first season with crowds back in, right? Yeah, of course it is, mm. yeah. But pretty good passing numbers for a like a, a full back as he was being used then I think wasn't he they, they sort mm. of transitioned to a, a more of a back four than him as an actual wing yeah. back yeah good good passing numbers good progressive passing numbers dribbling quite decent as well almost nil uh, offensive production in the Premier League at any stage during his um, you know pretty young career so far so yeah more more of a defensive wing back but I, I think given the other player that we brought in at uh, roughly the same time James McAtee. That's not the worst thing, having a reliable defender, and um, certainly, you know, t- taking these first four games as a as a whole, we've scored more goals than I expected we would, mm. um, and we've also conceded more and kind yeah. of looked like conceding more than I expected we would. So, yeah, I, c- I can see a lot of upside in bringing in a more defensive minded wing back when your your other fit option, if he is still fit, Lurushi is very much like the inverse of that. You know, from what we've, we've yeah. seen, what we know about him. And I think as well, you know, I, this was really disappointing in the opening games is the the, the one place of the team that was settled is that back three, mm. um, obviously with Robinson uh, and Alan Egan. And arguably, that's been the worst area of the team in yeah. terms of it. I thought Rob, I think Robinson's been our best defender, but I think Egan and Anel have really struggled in the opening games and we needed them to 
And it's difficult for them because they've got a new midfielder in front of them, a new midfield in front of them and stuff like that. I even think Baldock's been pretty shoddy um, in terms of defensively, it, it, and certainly in, against Everton. You know, mm. you could argue that two of the goals were his fault, um, and even against City, which is difficult, he played really well. But you know, the first goal does come from Grealish taking him on, um, and that that has disappointed me because same as you, I thought we'll struggle to score enough goals. We actually look like we can create chances, even against you know against Forest, we created chances with Sula and Traore up from, mm. but we're just giving away really really bad goals. And yeah, I'm hoping. I, th- I think that the hope there is that you would expect Anel and Egan to return to some sort of form before too long. Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, we certainly with Egan, we've got like five years of him being mm. at least good almost every single game. Um, mm. I, I wonder if Baldock's still getting back to fitness, you know. And that's, I agree, yeah. Because there's, no there's no way he missed the Forest game because of cramp. Like, come on. Mm. Like, yeah, pull the other one, so to speak. I, I thought um, he looked. I thought. I thought actually the first. I thought he was really poor first half, Baldock. Even though mm. we were we were good. I thought first half. I thought he was pretty weak. He wasn't getting forward that much. He had a couple of runs and stuff. He wasn't as combative as he, he normally is. And I, I I actually wished I was like you know is he injured? Is he still not yeah. come back and stuff? And maybe he's making his way back and. You know, Bogle's another one. He's he's obviously not fully fit. So whoever we had to play, you know, they would have been they'd have been injured. Yeah, we. I don't. I don't really like us like keeping players on when they're injured, given our injury record. I mean, I'm sure yeah, Armanosic and Egan were injured in this game at various points. Obviously, Egan did come off in the end. Yeah. Um, who was the other one recently? Oh, Max Lowe, obviously. You know, he yeah, supposedly yeah. hurt himself against Derby, wasn't it, in the preseason yeah. game, and then he's gone and. Played played the first two games of the season before we decided. Oh, actually, that's, surgery. What's so frustrating about that is we had two left backs at that point as well. We could have played Osborne or Larucci there, so there was no need to, for mm. him to play. Yeah, fair point. Um, so yeah, Luke Thomas is in the building. Uh, he, he had a pretty decent little cameo. We'll maybe touch on that later on. Uh, just want to talk James McAtee first. Um, yeah, very happy to get him back. I think that mm. is a lift. Once again, United pulled off the trick of signing a player not in time to play in the next game, <laughs> which has been a refrain all the way through the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you I'm... think it made a difference? We'll talk about this after. Do you think he could have swung it in our favour, that game, or do you think it was... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. I do, because I think I think for me, the Traore sub almost ended any sort of chance of attacking in terms of the fly. No, obviously, McBurney had that header at the end, but because I thought he, he just got bullied, and I do wonder if it would have brought McAtee playing off you know, off McBurney and, and Hamer, that might have been better for us. Yeah, or just giving yeah. Hamer a breather, you know, just yeah, Hamer yeah, probably yeah. tiring in, in that game. Uh, yeah, yeah, just McAtee on for tw- uh, 20 minutes or so at the end. I think he could have made a difference and I, I I don't really want to talk about the transfer window as a whole. Maybe we'll do that during this international break, but it, it does still rankle with me that we, we've we missed this opportunity. Like, definitely having James McAtee available against uh, Everton would have enhanced our chances of winning this game. It would have been a guaranteed win, of course. But no, but, it would have helped. That's why you bring these players in, right? You want to be able to use yeah, them. And yeah. Unfortunately, we're uh, we're going to be on game five, which is uh, against the team in second, I think. Or, second place, yeah, yeah, yeah no, undefeated, but just hammered Burnley. Yeah, <laughs> yippee, yippee! That's that's uh, that's going to be a big test next one. But um, yeah. yeah, very happy to have him back. Uh, obviously, it, it really enjoyed the little intro video with. Um, McBurney, brilliant! I think that's the player. best announcement video for my money, probably ever. Just his face is that it's absolutely brilliant. The bromance <laughs> is back on. That's the thing that's going to lift the spirits. 
Um, yeah, it's, I love I, how minimal it was. Sorry, compared to the you know the Burnley like oh look at all the really funny. <laughs> I just love how minimal it was. Like just him sort of sat there with a big smile on his face, and I think yeah, it, yeah miles better. I really was one like an extra reason to want to win this game was so that I could just tweet the pic of McBurney with the big big cheesy <laughs> grin afterwards. But uh, yeah. it was not to be, and he was obviously involved in in that not not coming to pass, unfortunately. But yeah, it's. Um, I think we're it's sort of in a in a nutshell with uh, signings. I think we're. I'd say we're probably about as good as we were right now. I think we're about as good as we ended last season, which is yeah. is good and bad. You know, you ideally want to be better than you were when you ended the last season. Yeah, um, yeah. but I think we. I think we can be more excited. I'm excited to watch us now. Uh, you know, yeah. when, you, when you look back at the Palace game. And obviously, obviously, we knew at the time that wasn't going to be the team for the rest of the season. But there was still the uncertainty of like, well, hang on, who are we actually bringing in at that point? Mm-hmm. Whereas now, I think you have got players like Archer, McBurney, Hamer, Souza, McAtee. That could be quite exciting at times, and that's kind of what we saw on Saturday, I suppose, against Everton. Well, I said to you after, I'm trying to take... I, I still think it'll be a massive, massive ass to stay up, um, mm. despite the fact... Well, the, the transfer was obviously, like I said, we'll get onto it in a, in a later thing. But as you said, I, I do agree with you that I think we've ended up as good as we were last season, which is probably not going to be enough, to be completely honest. But that first 11, I think, could stay up. I mm. think it's the backup that's going to struggle. I think the, I, the big worry is Everton obviously got through us, and I hate when constantly people say we've got overrunning midfield because it's just almost like a cliche mm. but we did get dominated in midfield in the second half and it, and you do wonder how we're going to stop that um, but my I mean I don't know this I've not seen him enough but just looking at Hamer's stats and stuff from last season he is a defensive midfielder Hamer I think a lot of our fans think he's an attacking midfielder like another McAtee or something like that and he isn't mm. that's not how he's played for Coventry he played for Coventry as a double defensive midfielder and his tackling is an aggression and stuff like that. He's, we've not seen it yet because we've not seen him in that role. And I do think long-term we'll see Souza and Hamer there, hopefully, and hoping that their aggression can get us win the battles and stuff like that. But he's, the problem we've got at the moment for me it, is we don't have a style, which is totally understandable. Yeah. I think we went, we, we went way too long in the second half, aiming for McBurney. And I think that's because we're a new team. We are a new team. We're all over the place. You can't just pick up a style and say, well, we know he's going to do that and he's going to press here. It takes time and it's going to take time. And this is my you know, the worry about signing players so late. They've not had any time to be integrated into any sort of system. And I think we saw that in the second half. It's all right when you're playing well and you're, getting, you're creating chances. But once Everton sort of turned it on in the second half and, and wrestled back the game, I think we panicked a little bit and we just went long to McBurney and thankfully McBurney was absolutely fantastic in this match. It was, yeah. Um, I think it's as well as that sort of, you know, finding a way to play, I think it is also fitness in it. I mean... Yeah, completely. Agree, yeah. Yeah, like obviously McBurney we know is, is coming back. Souza didn't have a pre-season. Um, Hamey, you'd think, is probably up to speed. Um, Archer, I don't know. I mean, he's he obviously... He, he was part of Villa's first team coming in, but I don't know how fit he is. I thought he uh, he was electric first off. Like, yeah, you know, I thought I at half time I was thinking we are we're we're going to be having a a discussion about the all time great Blades debuts here. <laughs> yeah, af- afterwards, yeah. you know, it'll be it'll be in that conversation. I feel like we've we've had that a few times, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. On yeah. Armand Odzic last year, I feel like there might have been another one last year as well. Actually, but uh, yeah, I can't think now. Anyway, um. 
not that it's not to say that he didn't have a very, very, very good debut and obviously no. scored but... one and essentially scored the second. But yeah, second yeah. half just totally peripheral. And yeah, that's probably down to fitness, I imagine. Did you say he had five touches in the second half? He played 30 minutes in the second half. He touched the ball five times before he was subbed mm. off. And uh, one of them was a kickoff. So he had he had yeah. four, four touches of the ball in the half an hour that he played in the second half. Yeah, which is, again, I don't... That's not entirely on him because, you know, no. team, teammates have to get him the ball. But that does speak to someone who wasn't fully fit, I think. And isn't yeah. it's not like Everton took over the game. I mean, they only... Uh, I don't have this in front of me, but they only shaded the possession stats. It weren't like, they, they weren't like Man City where they had 85-45 the it was. There you go. So it's, a, yeah. it's an edge rather than a Man City style have 80% of the ball. And their XGs, they, I mean, we use XG a lot. A lot of people don't like it. But it, this is one of the way, This is one of the times where I don't think it tells the full story because their XG were really high. I can't remember what it was now. Are you, are you definitely not reading my screen. Have I like actually... Swear <laughs> <laughs> right down, swear right down. Got your bank details here, mate. Uh, <laughs> I have written here, a good case for why looking at XG for a single game can be kind of useless. Uh, yeah, because yeah. Ever- Everton's first goal, which we'll get onto, uh, it essentially accounted for 1.7 XG because it was a, a rebound from a Wes save. And obviously, our second goal doesn't get included because it was an own goal rebound on yeah. the post. So, um, yeah. I think I think outside of their goals, their XG was 0.3. I think that's right. That sounds um, right, yeah. The goal was... I, I, I didn't feel like that because I felt like yeah. Everton but then I do look back at it and I've looked at the highlights and thinking back at the match and stuff and you think they didn't actually it's not like Wes would put, I don't think he pulled a single save off Wes actually like what you class as a you know a good save yeah not that I can think of yeah I was looking now yeah the the goal itself the first goal was 0.91 XG and the uh, the second one was 0.7 XG so yeah that's, that's a lot of expected goals just from those two chances yeah um, yeah talking uh, I do, yeah, that overrunning midfield thing. I mean, yeah, it definitely happened. Uh, I wonder how much of it is just down to the way Everton are built because that is a proper athletic midfield three in it. This is the thing with Everton. They're a bit of a joke in terms of Premier League terms, but the reason they're a joke is because they spend so much money yeah. <laughs> and they're in a relegation battle every year. Those three midfielders that they have immediately become. Our best midfielder, I'd probably say. What, Gay, Decore, and. Uh, Anana. Come on. That's him. I thought you were fantastic. I thought you were the best of the three, actually. Yeah. They are good players. You know, these are three players who, if Everton did go down, those three are getting moved back to the Premier League immediately. Yeah. But Everton. I, I, I think, it, from what I've seen from Everton, I watched them against Wolves, actually, last week. Um, because they had some weird stream on it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I watched them against Wolves. They were all over Wolves. Absolutely mm. all over Wolves. Wolves went up with their end and scored. I think Everton had nine shots. Wolves had two. Wolves won 1-0. Seeing the stats for the first game against Fulham, which they lost 1-0 again. All over Fulham. Fulham just got a, a smash and grab. And what, I think Everton are probably better. Well, they are better than the table suggests. I, I, they might be down there because they're a bit... I thought they defensively were awful. I thought Tarkaski were awful. Uh, mm. Tarkaski, whatever his name is. Is it Braithwaite, the other guy? I didn't think he would want I think they really, really are poor defensively. And they, they have liked to forward, obviously, but now they've signed Beto. Mm. Um, that, you know, that could change everything. But I I actually don't think they're that bad, Everton. I, I wouldn't. I, I think there's worse teams than Everton in the bottom three. It, like, I don't think they'll go down anyway, which I did at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they, they might be the 17th best team in the league. Like, you know, if you, if you step back and just look at their, like, uh, I don't know the talent level and the way they play and stuff, but mm. it does feel just an edge above what we're putting out at the moment, doesn't yeah. it? And I guess, 
so we, we drew this game to all for anyone who, who didn't realize. <laughs> and I, I will say, like, after about 15 minutes after they equalized, um, I said to my dad, like, I, I keep forgetting we're not losing. Like, I keep forgetting it's two all. And he, he said, Oh, yeah, we are, aren't we? Like, he, he completely yeah. forgot as well. Um, I, yeah, they, they did sort of have the physical edge on us. And I think that sort of showed from set pieces. I feel like the first five or six corners they had, it was just like, Okay, the only way we're getting this back is when they head it wide, essentially, or head it straight to uh, to Wes. And um, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, we weren't able to to hold them out for too long. Fourteen minutes. I mean, I thought we started as well. The first fifteen minutes were it when they scored. I thought we started excellently. Yeah, I thought both both of the first two goals, ours and theirs, um, mm. came kind of against the, the fl- I say like the run of play, but like against no, the flow yeah. of the game. I yeah. thought. I mean, I think that's the first time Everton touched the ball in our area. I think for the goal. It might well be, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was it's, it's Anana wins the first header, I think, in it, um, and it it basically falls to Decore, who shoots from like half a yard. Wes makes a really good reaction save, <laughs> really does, yeah. But he can't push Obviously it far. Obviously, we're right behind this, and he and he say, "I'm like, that's gonna go down as well." I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, can't push it far enough away, and. Uh, Decore knocks in the rebound from on the line, basically. Uh, Vinny Souza, who's had a good start to his Blades career, he does get completely bullied by Anana here. Um, watching it back, he just gets completely outmuscled for the initial header. Um, which Did, turns... Was there a single corner they had that we actually cleared? Does he seem to have a chance or get ahead on every single set piece? That's what I, I mean. That, that was their biggest... That was the, the biggest threat, I thought, for Everton. And for all mm. the, the fact that they, they had more of possession in the second half and looked the better team in the second half, the, the big chances came from set pieces and corners. Just It looked like, to me, what were we supposed to do? They're just too big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is... Um, yeah, it, it's, that's what I mean. It's kind of distressing that this is probably... As you said, it's probably maybe slightly better than their league position, but it's probably not that much better. Like this isn't mm. you know, this isn't this season's Aston Villa. They're not no, as good as like no, Villa or probably. Brighton or Brentford or anyone like that. Yeah. And yeah, I mean Sean Dyche is probably only a couple of bad results away from the sack. I mean if they don't win one of their first five games then maybe he'll uh, he'll be getting the boot. But yeah, they they did have that edge on us and that is slightly upsetting, I suppose. Mm. Um we struck back in the twenty thirty uh, third minute, which again I felt like just sort of came a little bit out of nothing. I mean, yeah, it did, yeah, yeah. Hamer had that shot, and it which is um, well saved by Pickford at the near post. And I think Larouche had like run; he, he didn't accept it a pass on the halfway line and run it all the way to the edge of the box. Um, yeah. Egan had a free header from a corner, which he just pathetically headed it on target. He kept but... it down, mate. Come on. Signs of improvement. Normally that's going like into the top tier. <laughs> it is, but he just got to start. I mean, you look at the reaction of some of the Everton fans. They like, when it just heads it straight at Pickford, they like turn yeah. their faces away like, with their heads in the hand. Like, oh no, we've got away with that one. Um, it's brilliant because Giddings on commentary is like, bullet header. It's like, <laughs> is it? <laughs> There's some curious bits of commentary on those extended highlights. <laughs> I think the best bit in the second half is the ball gets chipped up into a defender's chest, like, and it's so obvious yeah. that it's his chest. Like, oh, that must be handball on the edge of the area, and you can hear Salva's like, oh, it's got to be. It's <laughs> got to be. And it shows you a replay. It's like nowhere near. Like, I don't <laughs> think it's in the area. Like, it's not in the area. He's lifted no. his arms like fully out the way so that he can like take it perfectly <laughs> on the chest. Yeah, very uh, very odd bits of commentary, um, but we do equalise uh, a little bit out of the blue, and it's it, it just owes everything to uh, probably three of our most talented players, our three mm-hmm. 
our three best attackers, I'd say, certainly, until McAtee comes in the team. Hamer just sort of spins on the ball, pings in a, a nice little cross. McBurney, we, we can talk about his, his performance here, brings it down, lays it off for Archer to first time into the back of the net for a, a debut goal. Great, great setup and a great finish by Archer. Just exactly what we've signed him for, that level of just speed, you know, just like speed of thought, speed of feet almost, to just immediately swish it into the net. Pickford, Pickford didn't even dive, did he? No, no. Well, like I say, this is nothing against Traore. He's just not ready. He, I don't think he scores that goal. I don't think he's in the right place to score that goal. Yeah. Um, and well, that, he certainly don't bring it down and lay it off. I don't think there's anyone else in our squad that can do that right now. Sorry, McBain. I meant the finish, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sorry. Yeah, in terms of the whole, yeah, Sewell doesn't do what, what, what McBurney does there. And again, that's because the two kids. You know, we've got an adult striker in McBurney and a one of the you know an England under twenty one international in Cameron Archer, and the difference was absolutely huge. I thought even when we were playing poorly and we were going too long in the second half and stuff like that, I thought McBurney was he would he would buy, I, th- I think he was the best player on the pitch. I actually thought it was better than uh, Anana and Decorio overall because he were playing in a team that was struggling yeah. to to do anything, and he everything pretty much came from him and the hold up play, his ability on the ball. He won pretty much every header against two massive centre halves, mm. and then this was just a superb touch and a great finish. Yeah, great awareness. To I guess to you know he's only been in the building a week, Archer, hasn't he? So yeah, to have mm. that that awareness to set him up and and to I know it's only like a five yard pass back to him, but it is it is inch perfect, you know. And there's yeah. he doesn't have much time to to set that up. So yeah, I, I thought he, I thought he was immense as well. I thought he put in. McBurney, this is. I thought he put in an absolute shift. I mean, he's another one who's mm. probably not fully fit. I un, no. I was not surprised that he started, but obviously heartened. I had a. I wondered if he would or if we'd be bringing him on later on, but I really did think he'd play the full ninety minutes. And obviously, he's the one who's almost winning as the game in the ninety ninth minute. So, mm. yeah, massive shift from him. Really, um, really impressive. And I, I, I do, as you kind of referenced earlier, I think he he will be key to us. Staying up this season. If we stay up, yeah. it's probably because he has a has a big season as a as a leader on the field as well as an actual you know goal scorer or goal creator. So yeah, he's big... looking like the the guy that we thought we thought we'd signed. Yep. Um, and I think that it, the the worry is obviously his fitness level. His fitness problems are well documented. He's not being fit since he came into the club he's, he's missed big spells every single season and, and we don't have the backup to be able to afford that I don't know what we'd have done on Saturday without him uh, because I imagine a Sula would have been you know the replacement but as we've seen he's just not ready yet he's not a Premier League player yet he's just off the standard which is, is that's why he should be on loan you know in League 1 or the Championship or whatever yeah. he's he's so integral to us McBurney now yeah absolutely um so a brilliant equaliser, just a, a lovely bit of football from United. As I said, our three, probably our three best attackers, all all linking together to stick it in the back of the net, and then we sneak a counter attack in just before half time, which again is uh, Hamer involved in it, hooking it over. Yeah, brilliant because I thought cause I was thinking, get him. I thought he's not seen him, and he had seen him. And it was like <laughs> brilliant, like sort of improvisation to get to uh, Archer. It was, and then I love this speed from Archer again. I was yeah. saying about like speed of feet. It's, I mean, I saw Rashford score, um, mm. I watched it, watched it back later, but Rashford scored a goal against Arsenal yesterday where everyone in the ground knows he's trying to get that on his right foot. Like, all the defenders yeah. know it, but they still, for some reason, don't close it down. Like, I, I think that was pretty lame defending by, uh, I think it was Ben White. Whereas this, yeah. Archer is so quick to shift it from his left to yeah. his right. 
And then um, it, it's an own goal, but he deserves all the credit for this. It's a fantastic shot from 18 yards. Hits the post, hits Pickford on the back and bounces into the net. Great, great moment. Um, how how were you, were you singing England's number one at that point? In- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what happened because it, it looked obviously from behind the goal. I thought, well, how's the, I, I couldn't really work out how it had gone in. I initially thought it hit the post and somehow, you know, went over the line. Yeah. And then it were only after going on, it's hit Pickford. And obviously you see it on the, on the, well, I say big screen. It's probably the smallest big screen in the country. But, <laughs> uh, and I was like, and, and to be honest, that, that, that at half time, the, the whole half time experience were fantastic. I really enjoyed it. We're like, like I said to you, that I'm trying to take each game as a game because we're going to be struggling to stay up anyway. So I'm going to try and enjoy the moments this season rather than worrying about, oh, we need three points in this game. And that already, you know, was a real, real moment that you're know, going in at half time two and all, um, but you, your new striker basically scoring two, obviously yeah. didn't get the, the the goal. It's obviously been given to Pickford, but and I thought we were really good in the first half. I thought mm. I thought we were a good game first half, and I thought I thought we could have scored more. Um, to be honest, I thought the second, I knew Everton would have a couple of chances as well, but I thought we could have scored more because we seemed to get behind him really easily and create a lot of chances in that first half that we yeah I, I, I was really disappointed with that we came out in the second half to be honest because I would at half time I was buzzing and thinking you know if we get another goal I think that Everton's heads will go down because of the start they've had and unfortunately we started awfully in the second half yeah I don't we just I mean I'm really heartened that we had turned it round before half time like mm-hmm. Yeah, to score for us to score two goals in a half I, I mean <clears throat> I'd love to know how many times we did that in that last Premier League season, if indeed we did it all, I mean, did we do it? Did we do it all? Traffic? No, we didn't. That was uh, that was either side of half time. Yeah, it? either side. Yeah, Ali Bird got the winner. It's yeah. a good question. If anyone knows? Let us know. I can't think of any time. Did we even score three goals in a game that season? I don't think we did, did we? Nothing's nothing springing to mind. No, yeah, that's weird. That. I mean, I can't I can't think of any games where we scored two actually. Uh, both games one. against Man U, we scored two. Oh, of course, yeah, and, uh, of course. West Brom, we won two one, didn't we? So. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Oh, they were second half. Both of those. Yes, they were. You're right. There you go. Yeah. I, think, I think one was a penalty, wasn't it? Or maybe not. No, no, it wasn't. No, Bogle and Sharp. Yeah, yeah, we won all that half time. But anyway, anyway. anyway um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just the fact that we did that, it, that did encourage me. Of like, hang on, we we can blitz teams. Like, you know, we we can do the sort of we have some pace and some skill um, and some shooting ability where. If you give us a moment, we might get a goal. And I really didn't feel like we had... And obviously, we didn't have that really against Palace whatsoever. Um, and we certainly didn't have it in that last Premier League season. So that's that was encouraging to me. Um, I agree. I think because when we went one all down, there was someone around us. And obviously, it's heat at the moment. I'm not picking them out. You're like, well, that's us done then. There's no way we're going to score two goals. And I think we were all thinking that in a way. Because yeah, but that's, that's reasonable not... to think. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. And I think even in the second half where we were poor, you know, we have two decent, maybe three decent chances, and we do look like we can score goals, which is not what I were expecting. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I sort of expected, uh, yeah, the other way around, more defensive <clears> solidity <throat> and, uh, yeah, less less attacking ability, I suppose. We, we haven't really, like, carved teams open yet, and obviously, you know, he's well, I, don't, I can't even say the strength of fixtures, because obviously it's only Man City that's actually been a, yeah. a, a properly tough fixture so far. I think we had eight shots on target in this one, which is great, but um, some of them are a little a little scrambly, I suppose, and obviously two come right at the death as well. So I, but on I, another day, we score three goals in a Premier League game, which, yeah. it, it, you know, 
barring a miracle save which we'll obviously come to, we 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 get three goals in a Premier League game, which is incredible. Yeah, it would uh, it would be pretty special for sure. But um, yeah, you, you're right to call out the start to the second half, and I, I hope there's some internal inquest going on as to what happened here because. I believe it was after 14 seconds where Beto yep. kind of got in on goal and put it wide because I looked straight. Terrible and... finish that because I thought he was going to score. Because I'm obviously next to any people now and they're, uh, he's just on his phone because obviously we just kicked off and I'm mm. like, the clean through is that like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. we just kicked off. How's that happened? <laughs> yeah, I glanced straight at the clock afterwards and was like, yeah, it was like 14, 15 seconds into the second half, which which I think we kicked off actually, didn't we? Didn't we have the kick? Yeah, off we kicked off. Yeah, we kicked off. Did the old let's hoof it to McBurney. Yeah. <laughs> Down the down the wing, I don't, I don't know if he did he give a foul away or they cleared it or whatever. And the next minute, Beto was absolutely clean through. And then about what two minutes later, they could have had a penalty. Yeah, it was that soon, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I can't, I don't know if that was Beto as well. Was it running into the no, box? Dan Juma? That, that was oh, Dan Juma. Yeah, he's a good player, by the way. I'm, I'm yeah. a little surprised and annoyed that he's ended up back there because I thought he was. It was a Brentford, right? I'm not making that. Is it that? Yeah, well, he's like, he's like one of those sort of players Brentford I, I think he was so, really yeah. really good for Brentford uh, and then he went overseas then he went to Spain or the Malaya. and it was Bournemouth Bournemouth sorry of course yeah it was Bournemouth yeah that's right yeah sorry we were at Bournemouth did really well at Bournemouth went to Villarreal I do remember this now yeah then went to Tottenham on loan um, and then, I remember that he's actually only on loan now from Villarreal okay. he could have got in yeah, good, good signing. He's a good player. Um, yeah. Even though I didn't know which team he used to play for in the Premier League, but I remember doing well for them. Uh, what on earth was I talking about? Yeah, so no, actually, I can't remember what I was talking about. Just the start to the when second. When he goes through, and Armand Abzic brings him down. Yeah, I think I think probably the right decision made. It looks like he just let go of him, Armand Abzic, as he went into the penalty area. But certainly, another referee might have given that. And then it was poor from Armand Abzic to get behind. I thought he was really sloppy until he went. Into the central position again, to be honest. I thought he was injured again as well. I thought he got a knock in this. He looked knackered. He looked absolutely shattered. Yeah, he does that. I've seen him do that quite a lot, like the sort of stretching out his, his calf and stuff. I don't yeah. know if he's just adjusting his like shin pads or something all the time. Yeah, like, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Like Egan's forearm reload. He just does the uh, he just does the shin pads instead. But um, I loved how long, by the way, this free kick took to. <laughs> to be taken and then I almost pumped. don't want to talk about this oh, no, we no, probably line, we should though line. shouldn't we oh, just, do you want to just explain the rules and we'll move on because he's been frustrating me all week <laughs> I had no idea why the Everton fans were going so mad about this but for anyone who didn't it's only afterwards that I realised what they thought was happening but <laughs> yeah free kick right on the edge of the box the referee draws a line for United's wall to stand on obviously United creep forward over the wall as every team does Referee moves them back and then draws another line a yard away from that. And that is the line that an Everton player cannot cross himself to be a full yard away from the wall, which is the, the law. But it seems like Everton fans, and indeed Sean Dyche, judging by his reaction, yeah. thought yeah. the ref had redrawn the line closer to the wall, like closer to the ball for United. Like, what? I just, honestly, because I've obviously got the view from after. It would, I honestly think there were like three or four pages just purely about that incident. And I was just like, are you absolutely, like, mad? I mean, I, I had to watch it back, to be completely honest, just to think... Because I think cause I thought the same as you, and they were like... And then when I watched it back, I thought, why? It's not a big... What are you doing? What are you talking about? It's not a big issue at all. Yeah. And I, it was a terrible free kick anyway. So. Yeah, barely got above knee high, did it, and straight, yeah, into, straight into that wall. I, I had no idea what they were all going so mad about. I thought maybe the ref had, like, 
I've seen them do this before where they draw the line and it goes over a player's boot, like as they're drawing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe that was it, you know, like, oh, they're a few inches over. But no, there was there was some confusion there. But yeah, terrible free kick. Um, and then they equalised from a really preventable goal, I thought. It seems like we had about four attempts to foul them in the lead-up to this, I think. Just base. Yeah, we tried to foul them, like, three or yeah. four times and just couldn't. Um, yeah. This were coming. I mean, when it, I don't think any of us were shot, because were, it were 10 minutes of constant pressure, pretty much, from Everton. Yeah. Even though they weren't creating loads of chances, we just couldn't get hold of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Robinson sort of misreads it a bit. LaRouche is caught up the pitch. Uh, I think it's Patterson gets forward from right back in it. Puts in a great ball, to be fair. It's behind Armand Odzic, who's the only centre-back in the middle, and Dan Juma knocks it in from about a yard. Yeah, such a... I just remember thinking, like, so that was so preventable. Like, if you're going to try and foul him, please foul him. Take... We're not averse to taking a yellow card, as you know, no. we talked about with Armand Odzic, stopping someone running into the box. Yeah, I thought that was. Really I think there's about cool. six players here that you could possibly say haven't done the job properly. They probably all haven't. You know, someone must have been doing the job properly. But it looks like just everyone seems out of position. Yeah. Robinson's way too far up. Obviously, tries to foul him, can't foul him. Larucci's, you know, attacking and just doesn't. And he's the fastest player, you know. And he, he's obviously because he's not read the situation, he just can't get back in time. Egan seems to just be in no man's land. <laughs> Yeah. By absolutely nowhere. Armadillo's is possibly the only one in the right position, actually. But he sort that? of leaves it. I don't know if you watched this. I'm not sure if he'd have got to it anyway. Probably could have made an not effort really. to get a touch on it. But he sort of like opens his arms as if to say, like, I'm not touching it. And obviously yeah. Dan Juma's behind him. So Yeah, weird. And then Baldock's nowhere to be seen. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we were caught in transition. I think I don't know who it was. If it's Norwood, like, misplaces a pass or something in there. Yeah, half. And pass as well, yeah. For that to lead to a goal is so annoying. When, as I say, we tried to foul them, like, three or four times to just make sure it didn't happen. But, yeah, ends up in the back of the net, two all. I will say, we actually defended really well for the rest of the game. You you alluded to this, obviously, earlier. Yeah, so does Egan went off weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he goes off for Basham, right? If I got that right. Yeah, yeah, Basham comes on. Basham's early touches were absolutely comical, by the way. <laughs> First thing he did, I don't know if you remember, is he just whacked it against one of the Everton players oh, and yeah. it like rebounded into the area. And then straight after that, he did a clearance that went about 20 feet in the air, but like in the same position. <laughs> sort of like a great high cross into his own area. And then there were another one where he like tried, I don't know what he was trying to do, some sort of karate kick and just missed it completely. <laughs> Yeah, slightly, slightly troubling. Um, yeah, <laughs> rest of the game, Everton just one shot closer than 18 yards, uh, and that was a header from a corner that went well wide. So we we did a good job, you know. They were, they were obviously, I'm sure they didn't want to draw this game. They were, they were... Well, it's just weird, this, because we said, I, it, it seemed to me, I'm, I'm probably not giving us enough respect here, it seemed to me like they got the goal, and they were obviously, at that point, they were part on the pressure, and, they, and then they had about 10 minutes after where they were controlling the game. And then it were almost as if they thought, that'll do us. We've done enough. Mm. You know, we'll, we'll have a bit, we'll sit back a bit. I, I presume that's now it happened. I mean, I'll give us credit by saying we must have turned that game. Um, I don't really know how we did it, and I don't think we were still really sloppy. But we, still, we started creating half chances again. Yeah, no, we did, you're right. Yeah, LaRouche uh, went off the same time as uh, Egan or, or thereabouts, and Luke yeah. Thomas came on that for weird, him. by the way. LaRouche goes down, and nobody comes on to check on him. And then we were taking the free kick while he's still laid on the floor. What are they doing? <laughs> I didn't really notice that, actually. Yeah, they're like, no one's like, ready to say it. And he's still laid next to him. He's just like, all right, mate. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're right. We started to 
I, it, I guess it was, you know, we didn't really like turn the screw in terms of having lots of ball and looking like we were going to create loads of chances, but we suddenly did create a few of them, didn't we? And well, yeah, the roof, one of them just before it came off, where he leaned mm. back, which is really frustrating. I mean, it, it would have been a good finish, to, but I think he should at least get it on target. You'd hope so, yeah. He sticks that one over. Uh, Thomas comes flying in at the far post to get on the end of a, uh, a really good cross. I think it took a deflection as well from from Baldock. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is a better chance than I thought at the time. I don't know. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, he's, you know, oh, he saved it. You know, rather than yeah, like, same, same, yeah. it's a volley from six yards out. Like, could have <laughs> gone anywhere. But... Here as well, just because he's out so quick. I don't think mm. Thomas can really do much more because he's. He's obviously Pickford's closing him down that well, but he has mm-hmm. to take it first time, and he, he gets it on target, and yeah, good goalkeeper. And then the rebound, just you know, again, it's, it's I think I mean, I think Gidding says it is the defender. I think it is Pickford. Oh really? Oh, I, I didn't clock that. Yeah. I might be wrong. I might, I might be wrong. I, I mean, just obviously for, at the time, I thought he'd done like another double save. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't watch it that closely. Uh, watching it back, to be honest, but um, mm. yeah, they they block that one away. Um, we had quite a few sort of uh, free kicks around this point as well. We start to, you know, get get a few decent crosses into the box. But um, yeah, it looked like I think we went into was it seven minutes of injury time or six six minutes actually wasn't it? Or was it seven? Uh, yeah, six minutes. Yeah, but yeah, this was. I think you messaged me this, so I'll let you take the floor because I thought exactly the same. You know, ninety-seven minutes. Everton are pushing forward. And I'm like, why? How on earth are we still playing? Ninety-eight <laughs> minutes. United win a corner. Let's <laughs> 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 win this, and we so nearly did. Oh, what a blooming save from Pickford this is. I just I, this is the only thing of this game that. I thought it were a fair result because I thought Everton uh, Everton looked more more in control, I think, mm-hmm. and looked like they had the better technical ability. But we definitely created the best chances. Mm-hmm. And this is the only thing of the the entire game where I came out and thought, oh, no. You know, I, I'd rather it had not happened. <laughs> rather that corner had just gone straight to Pickford full time because then I'd just come out thinking, fair enough, it's a draw, that's fair. But there's just every, you know, like you, you look at it, I watched the highlights back before we started this, and you go in, I have to rewind it every time and think, how has that not gone in? Yes, uh, it's it's unbelievable save. I, I will, I do have to say, I think McBurney could do a bit better. Am I being harsh here? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Think he gets it's he the best it down. Ever. I think it's, I don't know. But I yeah, mean, he nah. it too far down. It like bounces up, doesn't it? It should. Free header should be bullet header on target. I think I'm, I'm I'm being hypercritical, and then I'll while I'm while I'm on this high horse, I'll I'll stick to it. <laughs> if he goes for it, the rebound with his head, either scores or we get a penalty because Danjuma flicks his foot up at him. Uh, but yeah. he goes with his toe, and it hits Pickford in the face and rebounds onto the post. So <laughs> the initial header, Pickford. I mean, it's it's literal fingertips from Pickford, and it's not like a strong hand. It's no, no, just gets a fingertip to it onto the bar. And then, yeah, rebound hits him in the face into the post and he, he smothers the rebound. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, Pickford... I just, I mean, it's a fantastic save, but even though it's a fantastic save, it's also so close to still going in. If it hits, yeah. you know, if it, if it just bounces the other way, it's, that's what I thought were happening. So obviously, I'm right behind it and I thought he's got to say, he's got his hand onto it, but it's going to, that's obviously going to bounce into the net. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't, it sort of bounced the other way and you were like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. If he just got a bit better contact, McBurney, like just power that one instead of adding it sort of straight down. I don't know. Maybe people think I've been insane here, but I just thought, watching it back, I thought, oh, if he's only just got a slightly cleaner header on that, 
But, you know, he does well to win the initial header. He does get it on target. He's got the presence of mind to get for the rebound. I think, you know, 99% of the time, at least one of those ends up in the back of the net. So I can't be too critical, you know, even as even as he does get contact on them, just because Pickford makes a phenomenal save. Um, and that's the thing, realistically, I, I sort of console myself by saying the first goal was unbelievably lucky. From yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pickford probably... But he did deserve that look himself at the end because he was so unlucky for that first goal. And and that, I think, almost sums up the game in that it was a fair result. I think, mm. like I say, I thought they were better in terms of possession and play and te- technical ability, which I, I expected. Because, like I say, they're seen as like a joke Premier League team, Everton, but they've still got players far better than we've got because of the money they've spent on them. And they're in, they have been in this league for so long. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why they always stay up. They're not absolutely appalling or anything like that. Yeah. Um, uh, but saying all that, I thought we created the better chances, and on another day, get get at least three goals and maybe even four with the uh, Hamer and another great save from Pickford. Yeah, so so close to that win. Um, did you see? Uh, did you clock Pickford's reaction immediately yeah, after this? Yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him. I do like. I mean, it's funny though. So I'm thinking about this because I remember the first season in the Premier League where um, the home game. I think that yeah, with COVID, weren't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, by that point, and we were sexy again. Pickford, a bit of a joke figure at that point. You know, we're making loads of mistakes. And I remember us saying. Really disappointed we didn't properly test Pickford because we know mm. he's a weak link and stuff. And he, he's developed so well since then. I know he made a bit of a mistake against Wolves last week, but some of the stays I see him pull off, like a match of the day and stuff like that, he's absolutely, he's definitely the best keeper in England. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. He's not, he's not mm. Allison or Edison, is he? But he is by far the best English goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, like it, not just right now, but over the last couple of years. And, and that's the thing again. You know, we talk about if if Everton go down. He, he's another one. He's another, you know, player who goes. The, the Everton might be a poor Premier League side, but from the standard that we've just come from, yeah, that team, if they kept that team, would absolutely dominate the championship. I think so, yeah. Especially with, yeah, this, that level of physicality. And, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, exactly. Day, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I had a rueful smile um, at Pickford's reaction because I, I think he he thought... He must have thought the same thing as, as we all did. It was like, oh, that was... That were a close one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't know how I've managed to do. He apologises, did he? Puts I his love, hand up. I have to say, I, I, I love that. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, full yeah. full time whistle. He turns straight to Bramall Lane cop and holds both hands up as if to say, "Sorry about that one." <laughs> did you see it second half where he came out and everyone were cheering him? So obviously, he scored the second goal. <laughs> uh, and he I liked, was clapping like... him sincerely as the uh, as the goalkeeper <laughs> of my country. I'll, I'll be completely <laughs> honest with you. He did a, he did a like I, I might have imagined this, but I'm sure he did like a header uh, sort of notion, as if you know, uh, as if yeah, yeah, I scored, you know, I edited it in. You know I, mean? like, I think you're like he's our joint top goal scorer, so we can't knock him. Anyway. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, Pickford giveth, Pickford taketh away. It was yeah, definitely, uh, it. it was definitely uh, the Jordan Pickford game that one. Mm. So we get a point. I'm reasonably happy with that. I think it's a. I thought, I thought it was an entertaining game. Uh, I mm. thought it was a good performance in you know in some in ninety minutes. Quite excited to see the team develop over the next few games. I suppose it's mm. just a shame they're. It's such a shame we're not playing Everton, Palace, and um, Forest over the next three yeah. or four games, and instead we've got a pretty brutal run of fixtures. Where could that work, could that work in our favour? In that the, the, there's no pressure to get. This was a, like a Maybe. pressure game even now. 
And, I, and the only thing I'm holding on to is that we could sort of try and develop the team in games that we're not expected to win, if you know what I mean. You know, you can start talking away. Mm. No one thinks we're going to get anything there. Is that a good way to get the fitness levels up? And then when you've got games that you can win, you're ready for it. You know, I obviously hope to pick up the odd freak win or whatever on the way. Mm. I could see us being better at, maybe not better away than at home, but I could see us being half decent away from home. I feel, yeah, I feel like... Yeah, be very negative, yeah. Yeah, I feel like with Archer and Hamer particularly, that we have that sort of goal out of nothing potential in us. Like you know, you just you just string one counter attack together, and maybe we get a bit better at set pieces as well. But... And we saw against City, obviously at City, look realistically, they probably should have won that game five one. But yeah. I think that's how we'll probably approach Tottenham. To be honest, maybe not quite as negative as that, but mm. now we've got more of an outlet with McBurney and Archer, or even yeah. if just plays. I think we will. You know, Tottenham won't be able to do. They're not as good as City for one, but. Tottenham won't be able to do what Manchester City could do, which is, which is not worry at all about the other end because Traore and Asula were just, you know, so out of the depth. Now they they have got something to worry about. Yeah, I th- that's I think that's the thing that excites me the most. I guess is having real strikers on the pitch. So let's let's hope they stay fit, McBurney. And that's Archer. it. This is the the only the big negative for me on deadline day was just not signing that other striker. Even if, if even if it had been someone like Josh King, I know people were turning their nose about. And right, you know, he's, he's injury and he's old and stuff like that. But injury prone, sorry, and he's old. But just somebody like that to to take the the, the burden off McBurney because it's going to be a long season for him. Yeah, yeah, indeed. He's uh, as we said at the top, he's he's going to be key to it all. I think so. We we're heading into an international break now. Uh, yeah, no, I'm quite glad the transfer windows ended. I feel like um, not to dive into this too deeply, but it's it's been quite a I don't know. Not I don't know if stressful is the right word, but it's been exhausting. That's probably the right word. Chaotic. Yeah, it's been an exotic, exotic, <laughs> blending the two together. Exhausting summer as a like online Blades fan, I guess. I've done yeah. the pinch article. Uh, I don't know. It'll probably come out this week. But I should do the, when I do the social media roundup. And as I'm writing, it's it's so long. It's like normally hmm. I get to about nine hundred thousand. I think it's like one thousand eight hundred words because oh, wow. that much has happened. And as I'm going through it, there's things that I forgot about because what I do is I save little things that I like the look of and then I come mm. back and just do it all the more. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That, oh, I'm like, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just sort of, and then you go through it and it is, it's it, chaotic the word I think I use in the article because that's what it, 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 the emotions and everything, you know, from the online <laughs> contingent and, and ourselves as well, obviously doing podcasts and stuff like that, has been so up and down and so yeah. it's been so hard to balance right because you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll know there's no more signings now for a, a few months. Well, you say this, you say this, but the, the free agents, as we were talking about, you know, I've seen uh, seen old Darren Smith get, are we going to be signing Andre Gray, Darren? Ooh, you never know. Like. <laughs> oh, no. Crank up <laughs> the free ends. agent rumour world. never ends. <laughs> I'll take us through to January. Um, uh, I, I suppose one notable outgoing, we had a, a couple of other youngsters went out on loan as well, but um, Louis Marsh... Uh, has gone on loan to Doncaster of League Two. Yeah. Uh, most significantly, he does that upon signing a new three-year contract with United. Yes. He was At last, the... someone has a contract beyond. <laughs> yeah, he was one of the uh, distressingly large number of youth players who are out of contract um, mm. next summer. So, yeah, that's that's good. That's what a club that's you know anything other than incompetently run should be doing. Your youngsters should, particularly a good youngsters, should be tied to. Uh, you know, tied to longer contracts, and yeah, it's good for him to go and um, play some league football. I think because even with you know the amount of like 
strikers we don't have at the moment is clearly going to be way way off Premier League level yet. So um, yeah, good move for him, I thought. Yeah, completely. It'd be nice to have got a few more out to be honest, like Brooks and stuff. But just don't have the numbers, do I? So yeah. you know, I mean, all blasted. I'm going to try and get a loan view this week. Um, but I'm, from what I'm seeing so far, I think Arblast is doing fantastically well at Port Vale. And it'd be nice to get a couple more out. So hopefully Marsh can stop banging in some goals they need it, aren't they, old Donner? Yeah, I think, well, yeah, absolutely. I think he's, Arblast is probably in line to be Port Vale's player of the year as it stands. I think he's, I think they've won yeah. every game that he's played. The one they didn't, they lost 7-0, I think it was, wasn't it? To yeah. uh, Barnsley, were it? The first game of the season. Yeah, no, that yes, that's right. Seven nil. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and then he was, he was on the bench for that game, and I think as soon as he's come in, yeah, un, tearing it un, up. undefeated, I think, since he's come in. So we won yesterday. So yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to getting those views actually, I'm, and I'm going to do a, a former players update as well. By the way, so all these people who were like, don't ever do one about and die. They're all asking for it now, aren't they? being dropped. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, burger as well, though. Now that yeah, Hamer's started yeah, well. Where's all views from these? I've heard the rubbish. Get some views. So I'm going to try and do one of them as well. <laughs> nice. Well, well, we'll use this just to... Uh, unless there's anything else you want to talk about before we finish? No, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that a really good game. If we get those sort of games till the end of the season, even if we go down, I'll, I'll have got my money's worth anyway. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I see it, you know? Yeah, I think you and I both had pretty low expectations for this season. Mm. Um, yeah, entertain me, basically. I'll, I'll take a... What we got? Fifty, sixteen home games left. Um, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll take you know another another ten of those definitely, and hopefully we'll just uh, we'll we'll just nick more of them than uh, than go the other yeah. way. Um, mm. Well, yeah, that is Roy's view from dot com for yourself. And when any idea when your pinch article is coming out? Uh, this week, I would have thought I sent it him last night. So uh, yeah, see what see what comes up into the schedule. But yeah, I I mean not saying it because I've written it. I think it is worth a read just because. You know, it's it's just some, and this doesn't even cover the entire transfer because it only starts for his roundup for August. So it's it's just incredible that like, the, the turnover of players and <laughs> and and what you know the the team from the Palace game to the team that we saw yesterday is 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 phenomenal. Really, it's just that much has changed. Yeah, I suppose I feel like this happens every season. Doesn't it? The lineup of the first first game is always completely yeah. different to the one five or six five or six yeah. games in, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see that lineup against. Um, against Spurs in 10 days or so. Um, by the way, is there any reason why the window opens as the season starts? Because I think it's ridiculous. Uh, what do you mean, sorry? Why it's... Sorry, why didn't it close like the week before? Well, they did for a while, didn't they? But I think it's, isn't it to sync up with Europe or something like that? It really annoys me because it, it's, you're not getting a full sort of thing of this. I know people say get your business done early and stuff like that. I mean, us in particular hmm. can't really have any complaints <laughs> the way we went around it. But, yeah. you know, the, you these early games are almost like the competitive games, but Marvel clubs see them as almost like pre-season friendlies in the sense that they're trying stuff out still, and yeah. he's not fit, and he's only just come in and stuff. Surely it'd be better to have everyone to have that full twenty-five man squad ready to go from the start. But yeah, I, I think I would prefer that. It was just uh, they did it about five or six years ago. Do, do you remember this? They, they, I think um, I can't really, but so they, they sure. changed it so that it would be. The window would close for the start for the before the start of the season, but um, mm. the European all the transfer windows around Europe yeah. were still open until this date. Yeah, so, so you could um, lose players and yeah, yeah and, and a bit well, like just, the Saudi Arabia just, stuff now, isn't it? They can still buy players. Yeah, so um, it, I think it kind of rightly, I suppose, the, the teams that are, the elite teams that are competing in European competition felt that that was uh, 
you know, an unfair an unfair advantage, I suppose. Well, well this is not why I voted for Brexit. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, we'll finish the podcast. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, that's Roy's view from dot com. Uh, you can follow you at Panchero on Twitter and me at BlazePod. Uh, I should have uh, next e- edition or issue, whatever it is, of um, uh, the Women of Steel newsletter out. Well, you went yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yes, uh, didn't play very well. Can't sugarcoat it. A one nil home defeat against Sunderland. I'm going to write many words about that sending In off this weekend. To be honest. Say again, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just, I just think it's the best thing that I've seen. Like, it's, it's the most aggressive throw of a ball I've seen anyone ever do. Yeah, Jess, Jess Sigsworth really uh, really lost the composure on that one. Um, yeah, didn't didn't contribute to his getting back in the game. Or um, <laughs> Yes, the wait goes on for a United win this season, mate. We're a, we're a mm. combined six games into the season between the men and women team. Yeah, yeah. Never know. maybe next uh, maybe next week against Blackburn I think they've got but anyway I will have the next issue of that out probably in people's inboxes if not tomorrow then Wednesday I think when I when I get around to writing so, I need to catch up I just I told you that you know I downloaded all your newsletters and articles to read when I went out of the, from the pinch to read when I was on holiday and I read nothing probably because I wasn't pop too much trying to get views from it. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks to everyone who subscribed to that, by the way. I've had over 100 subscribers already, which is like... Excellent. Yeah, blown, blown my mind a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's really... It's got some nice nice feedback on it as well. So yeah, enjoy. I'm enjoying writing them, uh, enjoying um, yeah, a bit more coverage to the women's team this season. And hopefully they'll uh, they'll start to pick up the results soon as well. Um, yeah. Right, mate. Thank you very much for your time. It's good to have you back as always. And uh, yeah, we'll probably do one do a podcast next week, maybe for the uh, yeah, for the Spurs game. Yeah, get yep. ready for our trip to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, right, mate. Thank you again. Appreciate it. I'll uh, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. <laughs>